You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Chelsea, last night, the NFL handed out its season awards. No surprise, your MVP is Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens, who got 49 of 50 first-place votes. It's his second MVP award, comeback player of the year. Joe Flacco, offensive player of the year. Christian McCaffrey, defensive player of the year. Miles Garrett, offensive rookie of the year. C.J. Stroud, then another Texan wins, defensive coach or defensive rookie of the year, Will Anderson Jr., Coach of the Year, Kevin Stefanski. Did any one of these awards or who they went to surprise you? These sort of, I will say, Coach of the Year, I thought D'Amico Ryan would end up winning that award. Stefanski beat him by a single first place vote. I wonder what the deciding factor was uh, when people voted for Stefanski over D'Amico Ryan's. Because I think I would have voted for D'Amico Ryan's. With that young of a team and the contenders that they looked like, maybe it had something to do with, like, you know, having to go through multiple quarterbacks. Because the whole Deshaun Watson situation was a tough one. You know, both Mm -hmm. from the, the, the factor of, you know, he didn't play the whole year and just the circus that comes with it. So, I don't know. Who would you have voted for? Would you have been on Stefanski? No, I think what D'Amico has done is remarkable. And yes, he has the two rookies of the year, both offensively and defensively. But when you look at how bad the Texans have been and for a guy to come in who's been a part of that organization, he's a great story. But also look where he took the Texans based on where they had been compared to where the Browns have been. The Browns have been okay, but they haven't been nearly as terrible as the Texans have been and to do it with rookies I, to me is a lot more impressive. So I would have gone to Miko Ryan's because I feel like the job he has done. Who would have ever guessed? Would you have guessed that the Houston Texans would make the playoffs this year? I would have bet against that every day of the week. And the fact that they did is remarkable. I absolutely would have gone with to Miko Ryan's. I don't think it was, well, it was shocking that they made the postseason, but that division's really bad. I think the more shocking part is that they looked like they could contend. You know, it wasn't just like, hey, a team from the AFC South has to be here, so here you go. It was a team that I took fully into consideration for a team that could tend for the uh, AFC title. So I think that's the thing. Not only were they good, but... They now look like a power and a force to be reckoned with for the next, mm-hmm. what, 10 years now that they have C.J. Stroud? The future is yeah. extremely bright for the Houston Texans. 
Yeah, isn't it amazing when you bring in a head coach and then you get a franchise quarterback and you make a couple of strong draft picks? Amazing how quickly you can turn things around. And it's it's not the norm, right? This is generally mm-hmm. the exception and not the rule. But still, congratulations to Kevin Stefanski, but I would have gone to Miko. Chelsea, it is time for the big game. You know what I'm talking about, Super Bowl 58. Niners and Chiefs, man, these numbers have not moved. Niners laying two. Niners minus 130 on the money line. Chiefs plus 110. Total 47 and a hook. You know, we've been going back and forth all week, not necessarily debating, but discussing a pleasant discussion as to what's going to happen here. And I feel like now we're sort of galvanizing our picks and what we think is going to happen. So before I, and I don't, I don't necessarily need your pick right now, but what do you think, what do you think is the, the primary storyline in this game that will determine the game? Is it just how Patrick Mahomes will perform? Is that the one thing that will determine this game? What, what is it? The one thing, the the primary determining factor as to who's going to win this game? Well, like any game, I think it's going to be, who makes the big play and who converts the big fourth down and who can take care of the football. Um, Other than that, I think it's way more than just the quarterbacks. Don't you feel like this game is going to be a battle for who can establish the run? I think we're going to see more of the running backs in this one, especially because that's what we've seen all season long from Kansas city. I know people love to talk about Patrick Mahomes, but this is probably the most balanced offensive attack that we've seen in quite some time. And Isaiah Pacheco, the way that he runs angrily I feel like if anybody can you know take the spotlight away from Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. it's gonna be Isaiah Pacheco he has a tough you know task going against this Niners defense that I will say in the last two games have not been super stingy against the run but if you look at the larger sample size one of the best run mm-hmm. defenses in the entire NFL and here's the problem for the Chiefs they can be run on they can be run on all yeah. season long they're a good overall defense but if there was a weakness it's against the run. Not great when you're going against uh, Christian McCaffrey. And I feel like that's why we're seeing his rushing props set in the stratosphere at 90 and yeah. a half. So I think that's one of the biggest sabotage factors for the Kansas City Chiefs. If they can't stop the run, good luck stopping, uh, stopping the Niners and Christian McCaffrey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I agree. And I think I'm going to go with the Niners. Um, and we can expand on this, espouse on this later on in the show. And I've been, I think I've been talking myself into the Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes. And listen, if you want to tell me, don't fade Patrick Mahomes as a dog, I get it. I totally get it. 
But my gut and everything I've seen is telling me bet the Niners, bet the Niners. I'm going to bet on the 49ers. And to me, this comes down to Brock Purdy and him picking his spots and being smart with the football. If Brock Purdy has a good game, I think the Niners win this game. And for me, that's that's the real key to unlocking that offense, like you were talking about, is hand the ball to Christian McCaffrey. Make the Chiefs stop you on the ground. And, and two things here. A, you're attacking the weakness of that Chiefs defense. And then B, run the clock. I, I think San Francisco would love nothing more than to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field run on the Chiefs, have Brock Purdy dump it off or take certain shots down the field when they are available and then keep Mahomes on the sidelines. And as good as the Chiefs have been in the playoffs, that's the one thing I keep going back to is the Ravens just got away from what made them so good. They were awesome at running the football, which is, and the Chiefs defense top to bottom is very good. But if you're going to attack the Chiefs, you have to run on them. And so the Ravens said, what is our strength? running the football. What is the weakness of the Chiefs defense? Stopping the run. What's our game plan? Let's throw it every down. Like I just don't what were you got that made no sense to me. So I don't think the Niners will get away from what makes them so good on offense, which is running the ball with one of the best running backs in the game. And so if they can do that, it opens the game up for Brock Purdy and if he's effective, I think the Niners win. That's what I'm thinking. At least that's going to be my handicap. I do think that both of these offenses are going to try to have long drives that take up a lot of clock. Like, wouldn't be shocked if both teams do that. Mm-hmm. I kind of see this game playing out similar to what we saw in the Chiefs and the Ravens matchup, where I know there were some missed touchdowns there, but still, it was very much a chess match where it wasn't just, you know, back and forth down the field. It was, you know, a little monotonous at times, and they were just going for first downs. But since you made the case for the Niners, let's go ahead and make the case for the Chiefs as well because let's be balanced on the show. So it feels like the more obvious side. But here's the thing. Even if something is super obvious and super square, it also can have other reasons why it's a good bet. Because off the top, you know, your person that, you know, is your plumber is saying, well, don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. He's not wrong. Patrick Mahomes, 10-1-1 against the spread as an underdog, including winning the Super Bowl last year, as an underdog. This is the spot where the Kansas City Chiefs do really well, and it's more than just Patrick Mahomes. This defense has been very good all season long. Number two in points per game, of course, the regular season, and in the last few games in the postseason, they have been fantastic at putting the clamps down in the second half of these games. The halftime adjustments from Steve Spag have been incredible. That's why these second half unders have been scorching hot. The Chiefs, 16-2 to the second half under, Uh, you know, in their last 18 games, which is wild. So I do think there is a case for the Chiefs to win the game. They have the experience factor. And, you know, if it comes down to the final two minutes, who else Mm -hmm. would you want on the field running a two-minute drill than Patrick Mahomes? And, oh, by the way, Travis Kelsey starting to look like old Travis Kelsey and not in a bad way. He is looking like postseason Travis Kelsey, who has 19 career postseason touchdowns. So I think it's going to be a great game. I don't think there's one side that looks overwhelmingly better than the other one. So I think it's going to come down to this. And this is not a sexy answer. I think it's going to come down to execution. Somebody who gets Mm -hmm. the big fourth down, somebody who makes the big turnover. And so that's why I'm having real trouble really putting my money heavily on one side. 
No, you're right. And remember last year's Super Bowl when you talk about how one play can completely turn the complexion of a game. And mm-hmm. and full disclosure, I'm not one of those people that says, if not for this one play, because there are a lot of different plays that happen throughout a football game. But but there are certainly huge turning points. Remember last year in the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts was incredible, but he had that one fumble that was returned for a touchdown. And maybe if that play, that was a real turning point in that game. And if that doesn't happen, maybe the Eagles win that game. So you're right about that. Sometimes, even though you try to take the full scope of the game into account, it can just be one huge mistake, particularly when you expect a game to be close, that ends up being the difference. So I think you're absolutely right there. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.